0: Today, we are going to be talking about fear and Fauda. And you might be thinking to yourself, Fauda, what's Fauda? Well, it is this Netflix show that I have been binge watching, a little guilty pleasure, the last few weeks. It is about an Israeli counterterrorism squad that is made up of Arabic Jews who they train to embed in the West Bank in Gaza around Israel to fight terrorism. Action-packed, edge of your seats. But that's not really what I want to talk about. main thing I want to talk about is its depiction of fear, both in the Israelis, both in the Palestinians, the Muslims that live around them, You know, not living there. I think the movie does a pretty good job of showing both sides because, you know, neither of them look that good and there's a lot of good in both. You see the good in both sides, you see the bad, you see why they're fighting. But more than the politics of it and the action of it, how people in a state of fear respond to it. Thing that stands out if you watch it from both sides, both the Jewish side, in the Muslim side is they primarily face fear with two things, family and faith, that the thing in their day-to-day lives, you know, just getting up, going to the market, going to synagogue, going to the mosque, they deal with all the craziness that surrounds them. Armed soldiers and people everywhere, gates, Fences, barbed wire, possibility of bombs going off and mortars being thrown and helicopters coming in. They deal with it with family and faith. And in those moments of family and faith, to me at least, their lifestyle is pretty attractive. They spend a lot of time together. They spend a lot of time around meals with each other. They spend a lot of time talking Face to face, their lives are deep. That even though you can see these incredible moments of fear, they don't walk around in moments of anxiety. It's another reason I think the Israeli Defense Force, which keeps track of things like post traumatic stress just as closely as we do, have a far lower rate of post traumatic stress and suicide than we do with our veterans and soldiers here in the United States. And why is it? It's because I think that even though over there they're on alert all the time, danger can lurk around every corner. The society is so based on very deep meaning and purpose, it provides a barrier, a foundation to remaining healthy, to not being overcome by fear and having it impact your life. Now I kind of saw the contrary of that just two days ago in a Walmart. I was in a Walmart out of town. I was driving and I went down an aisle looking for something and and it was a little bit differently from the Walmart. I usually go in and I couldn't find what I'm looking for and I saw this young girl. She's looking for something and she had a mask on and you know I didn't get in her face. I didn't get too close to her Um, but I just called out to her. I said hey you've seen this or that and She she turned to look at me as I talked, and, and you could tell when she looked at me and saw that I wasn't wearing a mask, a look of fear. I mean, abject fear came across her face. You could see it in her forehead. You could see it in her eyes. And she started to reply to me. She was very nice, but her head snapped, and she would not look at me. She stood there with both her hands on her cart, ramrod straight, now, I'm kind of a big dude, and my kids tell me how scary-looking I can be, but I don't think she thought I was scary-looking and I was going to do anything. Because as she spoke to me, and she even got out her phone to look up something. You know, there's some app to find out where in the Walmart this was. She's very helpful. But she was scared to death because of the coronavirus. Even though, you know, she as she talked, she was a college student. I even asked her, you've been, you know, You've been healthy, you've been sick, no, I'm good, you know, you you know, just kind of like small talk. You know, she was in the, the group of people that personally about getting it, they got nothing to worry about. They're gonna be fine. You know, if they got sick, they're never even gonna know it. And the look on her face, her fear wasn't because she was worried about getting me sick. She was caught up in fear, and honestly, she looks silly. Now I probably shouldn't say that, but you know, you're there in a Walmart, everything's been cleaned. I'm like eight feet from her. I'm obviously not sick. She's got a mask on and she can't even look at me. She can't even face me. Now, I bring that up not to make this a discussion about wearing masks or not wearing masks, the coronavirus, how bad is it? That's not the discussion. You know, if if, if wear a mask. It's something to be worried about. It's killed a lot of people. A lot of people have gotten sick. What I'm talking about is fear and the long-term impact on us. Because regardless of what you think about the coronavirus and lockdowns and all of that, you cannot deny that we've been living under fear for months and there's no sign that that's not gonna continue. Now, for some people, it might be economic fear. For some people, it might be health fear, a literal fear of the coronavirus. For other people, it might be political fear on either side. You compound compound that with the fear in the streets you've seen? I really believe that long-term, the gravest long-term effect of all of this is not going to be health, and it's not going to be economic. It's going to be mental. The long-term impact of living in fear in a society like ours that isn't necessarily that good at living with it. And what does fear do to you? You know, psychologically speaking, any amount of fear in some way sort of gives you that fight or fight response. Now, a lot of people would say it's really fight, flight, or freeze. You, know, you don't necessarily run, you don't necessarily fight. Sometimes people just freeze. But for most people, when you're confronted with any type of fear, I mean, it could be fear of a test. You got a test coming up. And you might fight it. My meaning, you're going to study harder and you're going to stay up late. You might freeze, not even think about it, or you might just run away. Just pretend like it's not happening. You know, that's kind of the difference if you think about it between an A student and a C student. And, and you could think of anything in life that brings you fear. Any, any way from physical fear, someone might beat me up, to financial fear, to health fear. And, and, and in some way, we tend to either flight, run away from it, fight it, face it or we just freeze. You can see that, I think, in our society today, the way people deal with this, the way people talk about it. You know, there are people that just don't want to bring it up. They don't, they don't want to acknowledge it. I mean, it's a real thing, but they don't want to acknowledge it. There are other people that just want to hide. They're freezing. There are other people that want to fight it. Other people who just want to run away. The problem with fear is because it's such an emotional thing because before we cognitively really think something through logically... Before we're objective, before we sit back and go, okay, let's factor in all these things. Before that happens, the emotion of flight or fight takes over. And sometimes we do things and we make decisions based upon that. If fear, not logic, not measuring risk, you know, if fear is the thing that drives us, it eventually leads to anxiety and anxiety leads to all the bad stuff you know, post-traumatic responses, you, know, you hear about post-traumatic stress, well, it develops, and usually it's a result of anxiety. It's under anxiety disorders in the DSM. And if you're under fear long enough, it will lead to anxiety, and then anxiety leads to a whole bunch of bad stuff. Anxiety leads to more fear. It's kind of like a, a, a circle of cognitive decline. As we get overwhelmed by fear, which leads to anxiety, which leads to more fear, which makes it hard for us to even think. So what do you do with that? You know, let's, let's, let's get back to what I was talking about watching that show fauda And how the, the, the Palestinians and the, and, the, and the Israelis deal with it. Family and faith, things that matter. That's how they keep their heads straight. That's how they stay focused in the midst of that madness. One might argue the opposite of fear is, well, faith. Faith centers us. Faith gives us the confidence to face the unknown. Faith forces us to focus in this moment and to be thankful for what we have. Great verse in Philippians. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything... By prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Don't be anxious. Fear will cause anxiety more than anything. And you lose your peace. And then it's hard to think. And it's hard to be objective. And it's hard to make good decisions the more pressure you feel and the more you're influenced by fear, typically the worst decisions you're going to make. You've got to guard your heart. You've got to guard your mind. Your faith will allow you to do it. Now listen up, folks. Whatever you think about all this, we're not in a war zone. We're not on the border of Israel and the West Bank or the Gaza Strip or the Golan Heights. Zombies are not springing up around us. People are not dropping dead like flies. I don't want to minimize anything, but the fact of the matter is I know a lot of people. I know more people than probably anyone else I know. I travel so much. I do so many speaking engagements. I don't know anybody directly who's gotten severely sick or died from this thing. I know one person indirectly who's gotten sick, but now they're fine. And I know two people indirectly that died. Both were in their 90s. Both were on their deathbed. Other than that, everybody I know is like me. You've just been trying to get by the last three months. There's no reason to live in fear. None. Unless you were already a high risk, in which case, you were already probably either living in fear or not. You were either facing it, you know, you were facing your age, you were facing your sickness, or you were running from it. And, and, and that was probably occurring before all of this. And by all means, If you're afraid, you're in a high-risk group, there's nothing wrong with fighting. I mean, there's nothing wrong with wearing a mask if you want to. There's nothing wrong with staying in your house if you want to. There isn't, as long as you're doing it based upon logic so it doesn't create anxiety. Same token, my opinion, there's nothing wrong about about not wearing a mask. There's nothing wrong with getting on your life, especially if you're in a low-risk group and you're mindful and if you get sick, you you don't go near people and you you remember to wash and clean. But don't do that either keeping your head in the sand you know don't just say oh i think it's a bunch of you know bs no i mean educate yourself things change maybe you'll get data that will change your mind on how you're living and what you're doing so you don't want to go either direction based on fear you know economic fear might make us go oh it's no big deal physical fear might make us think it's a bigger deal than what it is either way don't be run by fear and faith is going to help you do that more than anything to make wise decisions, to see things clearly. Don't let fear be a more powerful factor in your life than faith and living. To live potentially can mean living in fear. We could die any day we wake up. If you let fear overcome you, it will consume you. On the flip side of it, if you walk in this moment and you follow God, And you focus on what is important, your family, the simple things. You'll walk in peace. And when that day comes that you've got to face the things that you fear the most, you'll be ready for them. And you'll make good decisions. I'm sure of it. So watch a little Fouda. It's exciting. It's a little bloody, I warn you. I wouldn't let the kids watch it. A few inappropriate things in there, but man, I like it. Don't let fear run your life. Let it be faith. And until next time, I want you to aim high, spread your wings, and keep your eyes on the things that matter. Family and faith, not fear. I'm your host, Silouan. Peace. You've been listening to The Pilgrim's Odyssey. Make sure you comment, share, and like this podcast so all of us together can let our light shine. For books, videos, and more content from me, your host, please visit Silouan.com. That is Silouan, S-I-L-O-U-A-N.com. Until your next visit on the Pilgrim's Odyssey, I'm your guide on life's wild ride, Silouan Green.